0: Welcome back to KSL News Radio. I'm Jason Perry, the director of the Hinckley Institute of Politics, joined by co-host Morgan Lioncotty, also from the Hinckley Institute. This is Live Mike. So glad to have our next guest with us. Jeff Merchant is the chair of the Utah Democratic Party. Jeff, thank you for joining us this afternoon.
1: It's good to hear your voice, Jason. It's good to hear your voice too, Morgan. I hope you guys are both doing well.
0: Well, we are, and we're so glad you're, you're with us. Uh, Morgan and I were just, was just talking about uh, that you just hit a milestone. You just hit your one year in this position uh, as the chair of the Utah Democratic Party. You put a lot of changes in place, uh, re-energized so many aspects of the Democratic Party in the state. Talk about your vision, what you're doing right there to get people to the party and to promote your candidates.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, the Utah Democratic Party obviously um, has been, really reinvigorated over the last little while we're really excited about a lot of the changes that have taken place Uh, obviously the point is to see changes in who is leading our state and who's leading our country and that's really what we're focused on right now so you know over the next 100 120 days our hope is that we see a lot of these candidates that we have really really great candidates doing uh what uh what they do best which is to get out there and to campaign. This is such a weird campaign cycle for them to be in, and so uh, we've had to be really thoughtful and innovative about how we approach uh, working with our uh, constituents and working with the voters. But, uh, you know, the whole idea behind what what uh, we're trying to do is to see change in the state of Utah and to be able to see change in the United States. So.
0: Well, th- that that's a lot to try to put together for, for sure, Jeff. And I, you, you learned it all, of course, when you're an inter- intern at the Hinckley Institute of Politics, right? What was that? As a as an intern at the Hinckley Institute of Politics, a couple of times That's where you learned all this great stuff.
1: Oh yeah, I, I see what you're doing. You're trying to get a plug <laughs> in for the Hinkley. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, uh, absolutely. I and mean, the Hinkley Institute was was uh, was just instrumental and, and i'm not joking about that in fact this morning i was talking about my experience with someone uh, about uh being up at the legislature uh you know back then 20 years ago when i when i interned at the legislature we had a lot of republicans i i interned for a great republican representative uh jerry adair who's not up at the legislature mm-hmm. anymore but um you know, uh, we're hoping that that more of our our democratic youth uh, get opportunities to work for democratic legislators, and the upcoming session. So, yeah,
0: yeah. And as the person who works with those students in those legislative internships, I'm really hoping that we can be sending those those students back. Uh, Jeff, I want yeah. to ask you a question um, about the upcoming election. We know that the story of the 2018 midterms, a lot of people talk about the squad and AOC, the people that get a lot of press, but I know you know that the real story was the suburbs and how Democrats were able to get a lot of traditionally Republican or conservative voters to, uh, to support some of these more moderate candidates. So I'm one, I want to hear your thoughts about 2020, how, what Democrats are doing to try to retain those voters in the suburbs and um, maybe even hear some of your predictions about what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, um, I think it's it's such an interesting and and vital part of what we're talking about right now and what the strategy is for both Republicans and Democrats as we look forward to uh, November 3rd. And, Morgan, in my opinion, I think that as funny as it may seem, it's a lot less about what uh, Democrats are doing and what Republicans are doing. Um, and, and mostly about what, what the president uh, has been engaged in. I mean, we're, we're seeing what usually is not uh, a, a national um, based election, particularly for our local elections, for the state legislature being heavily influenced by actions that are occurring at the highest levels of political office. And uh, I think that, that Donald Trump. Who has decided to bury his head in the sand over this COVID-19 crisis that we're having is really is really becoming a drag on Republicans everywhere. And if you look at the polling data and the numbers, what uh, I think just about everybody is seeing is that uh, degradation of support in uh, in suburban areas, particularly among women, but even in other in other demographics now too. Uh, it, it's just it's slowly becoming non-existent for Donald Trump. And I think that that's going to that's going to pose a major problem for him in the in the U.S. Congress. And I think that it's also going to start posing a problem for uh, represent, representation at the at the uh, the legislative level and House and Senate seats at the state level uh, across the country. Because as strange as it may seem, although uh, politics is usually local in this case, Donald Trump is really starting to become a drag all over the country.
0: And I'm particularly interested in, in that, that drag, but, but particularly as it impacts one key race in the state of Utah, and that's Ben McAdams, the 4th Congressional District. I'm, I'm curious uh, how you're looking at the Trump impact for sure on that race, which I'm curious about, uh, but, but also what kind of outside influence you may think may come after him and what you're doing to protect that seat, which is the, the one federal seat that we have right now in the hands of the Democrats.
1: Yeah, so I think that there are a couple of things to keep in mind there, Jason. I mean, first of all, we all know that um that this is at the top of the Republicans' uh, hit list. Ben has been at the top of that list for a long time, uh, ever since he won that seat. It is the most conservative seat held by a Democrat in the United States. Having said that, it is not the most vulnerable seat. Ben McAdams has done a fabulous job representing that area. The people in his district have loved the representation that he's given. They feel like he's been fair. They feel like he's been uh, someone who listens to their point of view. And to be honest, he's made a lot of Democrats upset about a lot of the votes that he's taken. So, um, you know, he's not the partisan that over the next uh, couple of months they're going to be painting him as. We already know that outside groups, particularly dark money, is going to put a lot of money into this race. Um, there's been over a million dollars in ad buys already by dark money, um, and uh, Republicans are going to hit Ben McAdams hard. Now, the benefit is a couple of things. One is, is that Ben has worked very hard uh, to make sure that the constituents know who he really is. I think most of the people in the 4th Congressional District, as well as throughout the state of Utah, Know what kind of a person Ben McAdam Ben McAdam is. That's why when you look at the polling numbers, he's among the most popular politicians that we have in the state of Utah. The other thing that I think benefits him is that he's got a he's got a, an opponent who is an extremely conservative, uh, right wing politician who has never really led um, the state, never really engaged in statewide politics. He's a Uh, you know, Fox News commentator who has extreme views. And that's just something that people in the fourth district, frankly, people in the state of Utah generally uh, don't tend to uh, accept uh, particularly lightly. And they don't they don't like to they don't buy into that notion. So I think that Ben will actually do pretty well. But uh, it's going to be a hard fought battle. It's always going to be hard for Ben and for Democrats in the state of Utah, uh, given how the seats have been drawn and the constituencies that the state legislature has drawn for for all four of those districts. But That's I think right. that Ben is going to do quite well, uh, particularly I think he's going to do better than he did uh, two years ago.
0: Well, w- with your help, we'll be watching that one very closely. You've just done a great job chairing the Democratic Party for the state. So glad to have you there, and thanks for being with us, Jeff.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for, the, for, thanks for letting me uh, talk to you guys. Have a great day.
0: You too. All right. Stay with us. When we come back, Justin Lee talking about elections.